no one would have believed in the early years of the 21st century that two guys would sit in a basement talking about aliens. And stuff. And stuff. But this is the Dead Red Herring podcast. It is, isn't it? it? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Where we talk... Shit. Stuff. <laughs> Verbal shitposting. Exactly. And... Uh, for this episode... <laughs> <laughs> for this episode, we will talk about aliens. The iconic sci-fi monster. Exactly. Well, like, actually, sci-fi monsters such as aliens, robots, rogue AIs... And other, so to speaking, invading extraterrestrial stuff. 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 <laughs> I like that stuff at the end. Stuff. <laughs> because, it, it, of course, this is a continuation on the discussion about iconic monsters. Exactly. And I think we'll have to make a distinction here. Because if we look at aliens, we have the uh, Ooga Booga sort of kind of the xenomorph, I'm gonna eat your heart kind of alien. The Ooga Booga sword. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna eat your heart. You heard is, me? Is like the African or Papua New Guinea sort, <laughs> sort of alien you speak of? <laughs> oh god, we're not even one minute Th- in. That's, that's your interpretation. They're aliens! That, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> and then we have the more, I was gonna say intellectual alien, but I don't think really Klingons are that intellectual. Nah. But, but they're more, you can actually communicate with the fuckers. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Through violence. And strength. Yes. A show of strength, and you might actually appeal to the Klingon. And I'm talking about the real sort of Klingons, not the weird thing they have in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. So, yeah. The Trump 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 Klingons. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going old school here. Either the uh, original series, the next generation, or Voyager kind. Yes. Or Deep Space Nine, even. Yeah, by extent. Yeah, Deep but Space Nine. The, the pre... Pre-discovery ship. Yeah, exactly. And uh, from just looking into the millions, I was about to say, but not really, but, but the <laughs> variations of the creepy-crawly alien sort. Millions of billions of aliens and stars. I felt like I had to continue that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> go no, on. But, but, if we look at it like the the xenomorph, yep, or the uh, the predator goes mm-hmm. into this category, you're thinking more like the monster, yeah, th- the extraterrestrial monster, the extraterrestrial so threat, yeah, that that's the kind of alien monster I'm thinking about, yeah, and that's not to say that it has to be the mindless sort of monster because uh, we have the aliens in Independence Day, though they aren't really mindless. No, exactly. That, They're quite, sure. quite intelligent, yeah. but oh, violent. But violent, of course, and co- connected to a sort of hive mind thing. Mm. But, but still, they utilize technology. Mm. So they are intelligent. But since they are aggressive, uh, they are antagonists. And to be honest, they look kind of freaky, so <laughs> by appearance, we, we could say... We should fear them and bomb them. <laughs> Hey, that thing looks scary. Let's kill it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's humanity for it, I suppose. <laughs> I bring you love. He's trying to bring us love. Break his knees. <laughs> Break his neck. God, shoot it. <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't you be afraid if something small, creepy looking came and said, I'm going to bring you love. 
I would think twice before hugging it, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> so would I. <laughs> that could be a trap. In multiple <laughs> variations. What's that poking me? <laughs> what? Oh, Is no. that a ray gun in your pocket, or are you just happy to see it? <laughs> it doesn't wear any clothes! <laughs> uh, protruding things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but... Just a sidetrack already, <laughs> a sidetrack. But but looking at creepy-looking aliens and being a threat in uh, what's we call Death, Love, and Robots. Yeah, the Netflix anthology series. In one of the episodes, I'm I'm gonna say spoilers here for people that haven't seen it already. Well, it's kind of short, so meh. Yeah, but in one of the episodes, it the story is about is it like a freighter? Space freighter yes. that it, it makes a it's supposed to make a light speed jump or whatever to some station somewhere, but it ends up going far, far out of the usual reaches. Yeah. So uh, the main character of the story he wakes up and to him everything looks like it's a regular space station. He meets a, an uh, old flame. Yeah. Uh, old girlfriend Mm -hmm. and she tells him that well you did make a jump but you ended up out here somewhere far far away and overshot it by this money (laughs) yeah (laughs) quite a bit (laughs) and uh, so the the story progresses and they try to wake up his uh, second in command or whatever Mm -hmm. a crew member yep but this character she doesn't really accept it because she she says no this isn't real how could this be and so they put her back into cryo sleep yeah and the further you get into the story the more the main character starts to, to doubt mm-hmm. and at some point he actually asks his his girlfriend <laughs> to i know this isn't real so please show me what this actually is and he gets the answer well i don't think you can handle it i put on this illusion to so that you could actually handle it mm. i don't think you can handle the truth you can't handle the truth <laughs> but but he insists and she agrees. Mm-hmm. And he, what we see is this sort of, what should we describe it as? Sort well, of a biomass. Yeah, it's sort of an, uh, exactly, it's a biomass of different kinds of um, debris and, bio well. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's. Inhabited by a sort of arachnoid. Uh, yeah, looking creature. Yeah. Alien. And looking at it, I, I think that if you actually were in that situation, you would go mad. Well, to be fair, that episode kind of freaked me out a little bit, because it was so unpleasant, I thought. Huh. Yeah, well, the twist was amazing. Yeah, I agree. But but the thing is that the main point with this alien is that it really cared. It mm. really did love the main character, and yeah. did everything in its power to make him feel comfort. Yeah. And then, well, when he woke up, you can see he was sort of, um, well, thin, gaunt-looking, yeah. starved. So I, I think it was kind of a parasitic relationship also. Well, maybe. Or maybe it was just the consequences of being in cryogenic sleep for yeah. God knows how long. Yeah, exactly. And for the record, if people want to um, either see it or you can read the book that is this episode is based on. It's called Beyond the Aquila Rift. By right. Alistair Reynolds. It's I based... need to check that out. Yep, do that. Oh. So, so yeah, the point is that even though this alien was 
creepy looking. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this was some Lovecraftian shit right yeah. here. Yes. It still cared. You might have the interpretation of it being a parasite. I didn't really get that. Yeah, I, I actually think that this alien really actually cared. Mm. That it had a altruistic motive mm-hmm. for actually caring and sort of nurturing this main character. Yeah. yeah. And taking on the appearance to make him feel at ease. Mm. Because, yeah, he couldn't have the truth. No. <laughs> I could hardly handle the truth, actually. I mean, you had, like you said, you had this big-ass hive-looking biomass, yeah. uh, big as an asteroid that is just full yeah. of crashed ships and all that. You think that, oh, fuck, that's... Uh, yeah, the, the twist was horrifying, but yeah. excellent. Yeah. I, I really love that series. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. But that's, that's, a, that's a fun-looking uh, kind of alien, yeah. so to speak. So, I mean... That's not really what I would say is a monster. Well, it, it could be seen as a monster because of its looks, but but the Physically, way it yes, a monster. Yeah, but but in the way it acted, it's not a monster because it, it showed compassion, emotion, yeah. intelligence, and yeah. all that. So that that's well, that's not the kind of monsters we're talking about here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're talking about monsters like yeah, the thing, the thing, exactly. The Thing, you have the weird alien from Slither, if you've seen that movie. I don't think I have, actually. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's from 2009, I think. Oh. Uh, and, and it's a, a sort of parasite that comes to Earth and wants to find a host to, well, reproduce. Yeah, yeah. It, mm, nasty. Yeah, it is kind of nasty. It's, Come on down. It's actually nasty. really gory. Yeah. And it reminded me a bit of the thing in the way that it infects its host and uh, then morphs their biology and mm-hmm. shape into something else. Hmm. But it, it really doesn't have the... The movie in itself is kind <laughs> of meh. <laughs> yeah. it, when I saw it, I, it was not at all what I expected. Uh so, if you want to see a good movie within, within the theme of the parasite sort of alien, go yeah. for the thing. Yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing from yeah. 80, 87? Yeah, exactly, with Kurt Russell. Yeah. In the... Oh my god, I love that movie. That, that's a fun movie. I mean, it's so... I was going to say gory, but it's fantastic. Effects are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And you actually... I, I think that... Even though you can see that these are animatronics and such, yeah, you actually get the feel of them being real. Yeah, the animations, animations in air quotes here, mm. uh, special effects, yeah, uh, practical effects, practical effects, even that. are they're really good, mm-hmm. especially for its time. Oh yes, so that that is a good parasite mo- yeah. monster alien movie. But it, like yeah, like you said before, the the good kind of monster aliens are. Those kind of aliens that is more parasitic. Yeah. And vermin-like. Yeah, the, the thing is that looking over the general themes uh, when you have these sort of evil aliens, mm-hmm. they usually are parasitic to their nature. Yeah. The, a- the xenomorph, they're a parasite because yep. they need a host to grow. And mm-hmm. if I don't... If I do remember correctly, uh, it's that they actually get some genetical structure from their host. Yep, that's correct. And 
then you have well the thing mm-hmm. you have uh, oh what else like you said attack of the body snatchers attack of the body snatchers exactly because they are also a sort of a parasite they even though they well, yeah they're infiltrating they and yeah whatever alien world they encounter um, as seed pods yeah and also well even though they're not technically a, a parasite, I guess, but the aliens in uh, the uh, what's that? I, I, the Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. But they're more like like they said. They're the they're a locust. Yeah, locust. Yeah. But but still, they they are sort of a parasite because they get in, getting spend, get out. Yeah, they they take all the resources and just move along. Yeah. Uh, which actually brings to mind. The flood in Halo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. And they sort of do the same, only they harvest biomass, like mm-hmm. also like Tyranids yeah. <laughs> in Warhammer. <laughs> so, That's I mean, fun. a lot of aliens are these kind of parasites or, or locust type mm-hmm. that they are a threat to us because either they want the resources we use, uh, any kind of resource actually, yeah. or they want us as yeah. a resource. I want the planet. <laughs> I, I think that's a good, uh, a good little standpoint. When th- this uh, phenomenon of uh, alien invasion began, it was this fear of some someone invading mm-hmm. vastly superior in technology and all that to us. Yeah, and I think that began in uh, the whenever the fuck that was written the, the, by H.G. Wells. Uh, World War of the, the Worlds. Worlds. Yeah. That was in the end of the eighteen hundreds. Yes. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Last years of the 19th century. 20th century, isn't it? Because 1800s should be 20th. We're in the 21st century right now. Are we? Are yeah. we in the 22nd? Nope. This is the 21st. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always find those confusing. <laughs> that, that's why I usually say 1800s, 1900s. Yeah, I don't get that either. So It's like using AM, PM. What the <laughs> fuck? We have 24 hours. <laughs> Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the last years of 1800s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was this sort of we ha- at least the British have w- sailed around the world invading uh, countries. No, not, no, 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 not invading, uh, just spreading their morale. All right, right, right. You right. know, because the the main focus for the uh, colonization, according to the British, were not taking resources into account here. Yeah. Is what was to spread the good morale. I am actually not against colonization in some points where I can see that <laughs> culture have evolved a bit a bit better than Oh my without. god. I know. So I'm not against that in some cases. So just sidetrack here. The reason that we have the radical Islam Islamists today is because of one guy that was pissed off at the British for well bringing their morals into the Arabic world. So he he well, started what we today call the radical Islamists as a counter to the British morality. And then it went way, <laughs> way wrong. Took in the it other. way too far. <laughs> yeah, it went in the other direction. So yeah. it's like, it's a war of morality. Yeah. And we still fight it today. Yeah. Holy hell, that took a different turn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, aliens. Islam. Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, Islam, what's the damn difference? Oh! <laughs> Both of them blew up landmarks. Oh, shit! Oh, Let's shit. move on! <laughs> Just so you know, we're kidding. We're being facetious here. God. 
<laughs> uh, funny. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, but I think that was the kind of um, the fear of it all. The start of that. The, the, the threat from outside. Exactly. Yeah. Vastly superior threat. Well, of course, all empires have had that kind of fear. Even the Romans had the fear of mm-hmm. that. And to be honest, there were a couple of uh, other people that actually threatened the Romans. Mm-hmm. You had the Huns. Uh, did the Mongolians invade while Rome still was around? The Roman Empire, that is. Yes, I think. And, well, you had Carthage. Yep. May it burn. What? (laughs) Um. Cato! (laughs) Cato, do your thing! (laughs) Play him off, Cato. Katagenem is a dilemma. But yeah, so, I mean, of course, whenever you have something, no matter how big or small it is, you will always have the fear of the outside uh, threat. Yeah. And this might take form in ways such as War of the Worlds. Yeah. Exactly. We, we can see that in like in later years, the Independence Day, for mm-hmm. example. This vastly superior, well, mostly targeting you would say, yeah, and the rest of the world. Okay, fine. Well, really. actually, they target the whole world, but yeah. the main focus is up against the states. Yeah. But I mean, it's an American movie, so yeah. what can you do? Exactly. But the point still stands that uh, this uh, superpower that is the United States suddenly comes to its knees mm-hmm. by some un- uh, alien force. Yeah. Foreign alien. An extraterrestrial. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. a little bit of that. And also, if we look at the alien franchise, mm-hmm. the xenomorphs, they... It's like... The, the later into the, the series you get, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing the movies as a series. Of course. Uh, e- even starting in the second movie, Aliens, mm-hmm. you see how Wayland Yutani wants to use the Xenomorph as a bioweapon. Yep. I oh, think. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they fucked up. <laughs> but but it's still interesting to see how major, in this case, major corporations, but how some major player yeah. wants to utilize the external threat uh, as a. It's a tool. Yeah, no matter how hard to control it is. Yeah. The only real aliens that I think, well, except for, we're getting a lot of Independence Day here, but it's because (laughs) it's been mentioned already. But uh, if you look at uh, Starship Troopers, the arachnoid kind, Mm? uh, the mindless bug. (laughs) Drones. Yeah. Those are really scary to us as well because of the hive mind. Yeah. And you can't really use them as a weapon. You can't control them. No, you really need... You really would need to learn to control the drones in a queen sense. Yeah. To make that happen. You need the brain bug! Exactly! It's afraid. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but also, you need to look at the... When it comes to Starship Troopers... Mm-hmm. God... <laughs> When it comes comes to Starship Troopers, you need to make a difference between the movie and the book. Because the book is... The story in the book is more about Rico, his military training, and the changes he have as a person going through the hardship of boot camp, the hardship of being a Marine. Yeah. uh, And service guarantee citizenship. I mean, it's... Reading that book is really good. Uh, and, and for those who think that this is some kind of hidden fascism, no, it's not. 
that. The the morale of the book is the 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 morality of the book is the the worth or the value of conscription. No, no, sort of no not con- conscription, no, no, but, but sorry, no, service sorry. for your country or or for your state mm. in a sense. But because by putting worth into the service to actually say that I stand for the principles of uh, either my country, my planet, or whatever. Yeah. That by doing this, by providing your time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, everything, you gain... Humanity. Well, you <laughs> you actually gain an insight into the price paid to actually have a society. Mm. And that is the whole thing, that to build a society, you need to make sacrifices. Yeah. And that means personal sacrifices, so that you stand as a pillar to hold all of society. That is the reason that you have this term, service guaranteed citizenship. Because you earn your right as a citizen within society by providing for it. Yeah. Would you like to know more? <laughs> so yeah, and then you <laughs> have the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and in the movie, it, it's sort of like, oh shit, we get invaded by the uh, Arach- uh, by the arachnoids, yeah. and uh, and then we go to Clendalthu and fuck shit up, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the movie, yeah. even though it was supposed to be a sort of boot to boot to fascism. It doesn't really come through as as that. Nah. <laughs> I think he kind of failed in that. Well, I think the uh, movie was kind of uh, favored by the <laughs> director's lack, uh, not lack of, but uh, incompetence to push forward his message. So it was mostly favored for that, I think. I, I think the, the reason it's favored or was appreciated the way it is, becoming a cult classic, is because even though it was supposed to be a political statement, you don't really see it. No, exactly. It, it was... And the parts you do see, it's like, I, I can understand the message of the uh, militarized state and everything, but it, it sort of falls away in the, the face of the alien invasion. Yeah. To, to actually the external threat while you, that you actually have to make sacrifices to save all of humanity. Mm. But... I mean, <laughs> for the most part, the thing I like best about the movie is how quirky it is and the music. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Basil Polidarius. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> sure, we, we've deviated a bit from the iconic monsters. Like here, but, hell. <laughs> but, but, but still, it's... Yeah, I suppose it's one little aspect. Yeah. So, worth talking about. But I think also, when it comes to aliens... If we look at the more, I would say, real life, but the, the <laughs> cryptozo- cryptozoological side of everything, you have all the, the UFO craze that mm-hmm. began in the late 40s. Well, I suppose it really took on after Roswell. Yeah. And that was, I think it was 47 or something like that. 46, uh, 47. Yeah, some, somewhere like that. And, Early and 50s or... Yeah, because you had the Roswell incident, and then you had all of these sightings all over. And when we're talking about this, these are usually the sightings within the U.S. Because whenever there's something written about about UFOs and stuff like that, it usually comes from the U.S. for some reason. Yeah. 
Well, a lot of these cryptozoological things come from U.S. Yeah. Very Interesting, much. Elof. <laughs> U.S., what are you hiding? Hmm. God damn America. <laughs> damn Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, well, with Roswell, it was supposed to be the, the Grace, I yep. guess. Yep. And then you had, later on in the 50s, you had things like the Flatwood Monster, you had the uh, goddamn goblins. Yeah. You had the goblins. We'll get back to that one. Yep. Later, you had the Mothman incident, and you had Owlman. You had all of these weird apparitions. Yeah. So, and it sort of came to life in the late 40s. It gained attention in the 50s, somewhat into the 60s. But then by the end of the 60s into the 70s, I think that it died down a bit. Yeah. It wasn't as much creature sightings as much as more... the Sightings the, in general. Yeah, the, the general UFO sighting. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, maybe the... Uh... Men in Black had something to do with that, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but and, just and I'm not I'm not talking about the movie here. I'm I'm talking about the <laughs> oh the the, the, the that real kind. yeah the the real phenomenon that is the Men in Black. The real phenomenon that is actually really scary. Yeah, I mean the description of these fuckers are yeah like like they're actually. not really human. Yeah, they're. Pale, doesn't have any eyebrows or hair. And yeah, just... no emotions showing. It's just, it's like they're automatons. Ah. Maybe they're synths. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's also actually a, a kind of segue into another classic sci-fi monster enemy. Yeah, and well That is done. the rogue AI or, <laughs> well, or rogue mon- monster robot. Yeah. Two birds, one stone here. <laughs> the sci-fi <laughs> monsters. Exactly. But, but we have Hell 9000. Yeah, that is a classic from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, and, and honestly, who, who can honestly say that they're not worried about rogue AI? Well, I think, yeah, exactly. It is this uh, fear of this cold, logical conclusions that these machines can bring. Like, yeah. No, you're not needed for this mission. You need to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's also an interesting, just looking at how it went from sort of, oh shit, aliens in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. maybe a bit in, in the 70s, but then in the 80s, we had more the, with the coming of technology. Yeah. Technology! <laughs> <laughs> we had more like robots and uh, androids cyborgs yeah. yeah exactly because we have the terminator exactly and that is also kind of a monster yeah well it is sense. the rogue ai run amok yeah then this ai can create <laughs> killing machines skynet Fuck! or as we call it google <laughs> <laughs> okay google Boop. kill my neighbor Boop. <laughs> oh dear but yeah i mean you had the sort of um, killer robot in the 50s also. Actually, yeah, you did. From, uh, the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, you and, and that's a combination of both alien and robot. Exactly. Yeah, that is true. So you have this big-ass machine, mm-hmm. Gort, just here to fuck things up. <laughs> I've actually tried watching the old version 
the original version of yeah. the day the Earth stood still, and that movie is so goddamn slow. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I I couldn't manage it. I I need to really dedicate myself <laughs> to try and watch that movie again, but I couldn't when I did it the first time. I know, I know. Oh well, you get more chances. Yeah. <laughs> you will watch it. What more sort of killer robots than I you have? Have you seen Screamers? Oh God, it's, I haven't seen it, but I have seen pictures of it, and God damn, that ho- that is horrifying. Yeah, I actually the first time I saw it, I was a kid, staying up late, just <laughs> flipping through channels, and suddenly, hey, here's a movie. It's a sci-fi. I can watch this. <gasps> <laughs> Ta-da! Screamers, based on the novel Second Variety by Philip K. Dick. Ah, okay. And I've actually uh, listened to the audiobook version, Mm -hmm. and it's quite interesting. The basis for it all is that the world is in total ruin because of war between two mega corporations, if I remember correctly. It could be two nations. no, I think it's two nations. Mega nations. Mega nations. And it's like you follow the protagonist as he walks over to the enemy to parlay. <laughs> and then it turns out that the enemy have become... Actually, it's been sort of a body snatcher scenario. Mm. The robots have... Uh, changed into they have evolved by themselves and actually taken the form of the humans to find other humans to kill and stuff like that it's oh goody yeah now the movie version is totally different from the book yeah <laughs> as per usual yeah, yeah. but <laughs> in the book it's the moral dilemma of what counts as a person that old chestnut yeah in the movie it's more like oh shit the robots are evolving to kill us all a little easier to melt. <laughs> yeah, it, it's better suited for a, a an action flick. Easier to process, I suppose. Yeah, and that movie was made in 95, and the... Oh, shit. Yeah, the effects in it are... Haunting. <laughs> yeah, they are. Especially the little boy with a teddy bear when oh. he opens his mouth. That's like, oh, shit! No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killer robots. It, it's just... God, the killer robots. Yeah. And that that's more in, in the... <sighs> I guess the moral dilemma of when has technology gone too far? When will technology erase or replace humanity? You know, that old chestnut. (laughs) As an aspiring tech priest, I would say never. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you don't want technology to replace humanity? What kind of a tech priest are you? You want Yeah, I want to. Yeah. What is that? That was that's what I meant. <laughs> Happy binary times. <laughs> Goddamn tech priests. Ooh, toaster. Step away from the toaster. No. It does not consent. <laughs> I consent. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's that is a good thing in that it makes robots a good monster also, that it bases on the fear of something that is just cold, logical machine that kills. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have any emotions to play on. It's it's a sci-fi version of the animated corpse in fantasy. Yeah, basically. And there you have it. And there you <laughs> have it. 
You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So if a necromancer is just an overly ambitious healer, mm-hmm. what is the maker of the killer robots? An overambitious tech priest. <laughs> I think that would count as heresy, actually. <laughs> you do know that AI is not allowed within imperial law. AI shmei. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, the Mechanicum is is overly zealous about no AIs. Well then, <laughs> because we know what happened during the dark age of technology. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but but we're not gonna mention that what's called the machine spirit is actually a form of low grade AI. We we don't say that. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Why are you? Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you have the the phenomenon of phenomenon of uh, phenomenon. God damn it! <laughs> Alien robots, I suppose. Oh, li- like the Reavers. Yes, the Reapers. Yeah, the Reapers. Yeah, Reavers. What can you tell me about the Reapers? Well, bang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Report back to the ship. Well, bang. bang okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Reapers. Yeah. That is also an interesting, but and th- at that point, we're actually going back to the locust sort of yeah. alien. Consume. Yeah. And for some reason, in... Uh, oh, what's the game called? Ah, ah, Give me a sec. Ah, ah, uh, endless Space. Yeah. Have, if you, have you played that? Yeah, no, but yeah. I, it's an awesome game. I love it. I haven't I, played it, but I, I have heard of it. Yeah, you should play it. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, within that game, there is actually a race of robots that have the theme of will harvest and kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nom. Yeah, th- they actually have a thing. I never played that race. I, I never got around to it. Mm? But one of the things they do is they actually deplete all the resources on planets and leave them as, well, barren stone rocks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you actually get, if I remember correctly at least, you get minus on the resource count or something like that, if you have planets like that. Mm. But it, it, it's an interesting take on stuff. Yeah. And that goes for, well, the, the aliens in the Independence Day and the, the Flood. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's any other renowned alien race that does this. Well, not depleting resources, but I'm thinking of the Borg, if we're going to talk about machinery. Assimilating everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually that the Borg might fit on this. Because they come and sort of consume. Yeah, well, they assimilate everything and take it into the hive. Yeah. And, And once again, we have the thing with the hive mind and the threat against humans, because we don't want to lose our... Humanity. Our humanity, our individuality. So, I mean... The, the, no the matter what idea. the commies tell us. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> because we, we have our personalities. We have our own identity. Mm-hmm. And whatever threatens that actually is a threat to all of us. Yep. In my opinion, at least. So, I think that's why the th- a, a enemy like the Borg or any kind of force that takes away your in independence your your uh, individuality. individuality is a great threat it's mm-hmm. a good enemy yep. in a sense something we can all stand in front of mm-hmm. unite against the <laughs> the hive 
Or the commies. Or the commies. Whatever you want. Space commies! <laughs> no, wait, that's a towel, I suppose. Goddamn towel. <laughs> For the greater good. <laughs> but then again, they, they are controlled by pheromones from the ethereal cast, so... It's, it's not really... S- <laughs> yeah. Do you smell it, communism? Here, here's actually an interesting idea. Tao aren't really space commies. They are s- more like space Hindus. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Even voice. <laughs> <laughs> One's a religious system, the other's a political system. I mean, what? what's the difference? <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <sighs> so, yeah. I, I, we could go on and on about rant the difference, on. the different well alien species and all and the enemies. But if if we some should find some form of common ground, common ground, or or wrap this wrap this sucker up. Yeah, Do, is there any way? Give us something. Give me something. If if. I don't know. Mars Attacks is a entertaining movie. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, Mars Attacks is an entertaining movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's kind of fucking wicked, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you seen the collector's card of Mars, Mars Attacks? No. Those are gruesome. Really? Yes. It's awesome. Awesome and gruesome. Okay, so if, if you listening don't have a clue about what Mars Attacks is, it's this weird movie from, what, the 90s? Yeah. Uh, where Martians come to the Earth and uh, wreak havoc. Yeah. And we're not, still not sure if it's a bis- big misunderstanding or they're just sadistical assholes. I'm believing the latter. Yeah, me too. You should really see it. It's a wacky, fun movie. And the uh, solution to the problem is really yeah. interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't... I, I suppose there's no good way to wrap this up so uh well in my if if i'm gonna try to try wrap it, it up try me, I would bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. okay so the the alien antagonist the uh the monster kind they are scary because they are superior yeah even even though they might be Less civilized. <laughs> or less civilized compared to our superior civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Humans rule. <clears throat> but it's like... I don't know. I have no good way to wrap it up. It's just that... I don't think we should think too deep about it. It's just that good enemies make good enemies yeah. in works of fiction. Had it been in real life, I think it would have been a whole different discussion. Yeah, I suppose. And that's, I think that's the main difference when it comes to the fictional kind of alien and the cryptozoological kind of alien that are supposedly real. Yeah. Because if these aliens are real, quote unquote, yeah. they, then we stand before a whole shift of worldview. Mm-hmm. But... Since we don't have any real solid evidence for it. It's all a big mystery. And I suppose that is the big mystery. We don't know in that case what they want. Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, there's so much shit to listen on. We'll get back to cryptozoology. Yeah. Well, there's so much to look at on YouTube and listen on. There's hours and hours of 
testimonies and yeah. stories and everything. But I mean, there there is nothing that can verify the authenticity of it all. So it's still fictional it's, it's until mystery. proven true. Yeah. <laughs> but the 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 fictional aliens, they are a reflection. Just like well, both robots within the cyberpunk genre. Mm-hmm. How technology is su- becomes superior and, and removes our humanity. Yeah. I guess that the invading alien or the parasitic alien is sort of the same threat against our humanity, but on a... It's like, instead of having the old kind of demons and changelings and fairies you insert aliens instead because it's more with the times i guess you could say it's a modern sort of beast or monster yeah exactly the the fairy tale the fairy folk have gone from the the woods and the stones and myth into space yeah the so other um, kind of mystery <laughs> exactly the the front the final frontier exactly <laughs> yeah that that is a good wrap up i suppose yeah I know, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, good on rapping that sucker. I'll show rapping. (laughs) Drop. Rap your meat. What? But now, you that have been listening so far. Yes, you! (laughs) Yes, you! (laughs) We're calling on you. What do you think uh, about all of this? Uh, Do you think that we're uh, totally mad about this? Or do you think we have a point here and there? Please. Join the discussion. Tell us. Or do you just think we're plain annoying? Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 It's no. so sweet and innocent. You can't hate us. Yeah. Look at our face. We'll show you our face. <laughs> <laughs> but please, do leave your opinions. Yeah. Because you can always get in touch with us on uh, Twitter. Yeah. At DRH Podcast. That's the main handle. Yep. You can send a mail with your opinions, criticisms, or whatever. It's dead.red.herring at gmail.com. And you you can find our other stuff on other... Other platforms. Other platforms. On on most major uh, podcast platforms, you Mm -hmm. can find our stuff on YouTube from... Well, it'll end up there eventually. I'm getting to it. <laughs> and we, of course, have the usual places like Spotify, iTunes. Stitcher, Podbean. Yeah. Basically. Maybe but you, there's you can always find us on Red Circle if, if you look for us. Crop Circle. Your circle. What? My circle. <laughs> Our circle. Crop Circles. We didn't talk about that. Mm, no. Eh, some other time. Yeah. That, that's for the cryptology. Yeah. And conspiracies. Yeah. Ooh, that, that's going to be fun. So please, get in touch. May, leave a comment. Yeah. Leave, give us a review. Leave, leave a rating. Shout outside our windows. Yeah, come talk to us. We are actually friendly. Well, <laughs> I am at least. Yeah, I can't tell for myself. <laughs> You're just weird. I don't bite that often. <laughs> I'm going to take that to mind. Now back off. Back. Hands off. <laughs> Hands off. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's nay, it's nay. No! Hands off! (laughs) And that concludes today's lesson in feminist self-defense. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a good time. Like, share, review, do your thing, and And, talk to us. And live long and prosper. That too. Well, 
Bye bye, everyone. Bye. Stop fapping. Nope.